News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Right, a survey carried out by the Teachers Union of Ireland reveals that 45% of schools have been forced to limit or restrict access to subjects, while 18% say they've had to drop a subject. On top of this, 89% of schools have experienced teacher recruitment difficulties in the last six months. Now, the TUI say they've been warning the government about these issues for decades and are met with nothing but inaction. I'm joined now by Eric Nelligan, secondary school teacher and assistant principal in St. Bunchen's College in Corberley. Uh, Eric, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Thank you for having me on. Now, uh, you know, there's always the boy who cries wolf and, uh, you know, there's nothing like a teacher shortage and dropping of subjects and uh, crammed classrooms and so on uh, to create a good news story. What is the truth behind all of this? Yeah, look, unfortunately, you're right on all you've said there. It's it, it's what ha- it's, it's what's happening right now in schools across Ireland. There, uh, there is dropping of subjects, there's a shortage of teachers, there's a shortage of principals. Um, there's there's little movement and it, it's something that was foreseen. We have had a growing population. Um, we've had we've had a lot of people coming to the country moving to Ireland and we have a lot of teachers, we have a lot of newly qualified teachers um, taking their chance to move abroad to get, to get superior wages in different parts of the world and possibly a better lifestyle. So we have, uh, we have a clash of of pull factors away from Ireland and we have uh, factors that don't encourage people to stay. So unfortunately, that, that's where we are. That's the reality in schools. Mm. Um, what's to be done? Because we know that we educate doctors for export, nurses for export, uh, teachers for export. Mm. What's to be done? Well, I suppose we have to realise that, look, the, the economy of the country is cyclical. So there are times there are times when it's attractive to be a public ser- servant and there are times when it is attractive to work in the private sector. We have to acknowledge that. And what we need is we need the government to react faster to when these cycles are coming. So if we went back, if we were having this conversation 10, 12 years ago, everyone was trying to get into teaching because teaching was an attractive proposition then. At, unfortunately, at the moment, it's not; an, it's, it's less attractive right now. So we have to have a government that reacts to what's coming. The government yeah. have they, they they can see in advance. They can see what way the corporation tax, what way the VAT receipts, income tax, all that is going. So they need to react a little bit faster to increase supply when it's needed, and then yeah. slow down supply. Okay, when it's not what needed. would make teaching more attractive uh, to young teachers? Because I remember not too many years ago, perhaps even two or three years ago, we had uh, young teachers complaining on this program that they couldn't get a permanent job. They wanted a yeah. permanent job. They couldn't get yeah. one because there were many of the people who would be their colleagues who were off on, you know, their two, three years, four years in Dubai or wherever it might be. But they could not nail down a permanent job. Yeah. Look, look. thankfully at the moment, you can become a permanent teacher after, once you start your third year. So after you've done two full years in the school and you start your third year, you can become permanency. So that's that's not that bad. That's, no, 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 you say can. Because if, for example, I, I'm a teacher and I decide after three months in the job, I'm going to apply for a leave. And we heard earlier on breakfast this morning that many principals, even though they don't want to give leave of absence, um, they know that those teachers will leave entirely yeah. if they don't get the leave of absence. So uh, the teacher stamps their feet saying, I'm leaving, I'm leaving, I'm leaving if I, I don't get leave of absence. So the, yeah. the principal gives in. So therefore, you have someone off in the Middle East uh, teaching who has a right to return, which right. is a you know a, an unfortunate phrase, but they have a right to return. They've got a substitute teacher in who after three years has the right to take that job. Correct. Yeah. But if the other person's coming back and your quota is filled by the other person coming back, how can the young teacher get a, a permanent job in that school? 
See, unfortunately, what happens in that case in a lot of occasions, well, the, the teacher, if they're kept on, if they start the third year, they will, they're entitled to a contract of infinite duration, which is more or less permanency. So one, unfortunately, what happens in that case is that the principal at the end, they, they, don't, they don't bring them back for the third year. So they use them, they, they, they employ them for the first year or two, and then they know that someone could be coming back. They don't want to be over quota and they, they they mightn't keep them on but i suppose what we what we have to realize so so you're saying that they cynically employ them for 2 years dump them and while molly is still off in the middle east they employ another sub for a couple of years uh, and then eventually molly comes back and claims her job unfortunately that's part of management because otherwise if they come back and, and the school is, school is over quota they may have to let teacher they may have to to move on the they may have to redeploy a teacher and teachers teachers aren't keen on, on compulsory redeployment. But I suppose one thing one thing that we would like in AIM2 is that uh, w- there's a greater level of redeployment around the country. So like in the private sector, we have, like you know, in the private sector, there are people moving jobs the whole time and it enriches an organisation when you see people moving. Unfortunately, in, in, in the schools, teachers rarely move. It's very rare for a teacher to move. And then when you do move, you move to the bottom of the ladder. So, for instance, now I'm teaching my current school for 15 years or so. If I was to move to a new school for whatever reason, I would go down to the bottom of the seniority list in that school. And that's not right. Most people, most people listening now who work in private industry, if you move job, yeah, you move sure. for a promotion, you move for a promotion, you, you move for a Sure. And, and in, in, for example, private schools, uh, they will recruit a principal or a, 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 an assistant principal and it, they'll look for the talent. And they will woo that talent from either a public school or a private school uh, to take the job. And uh, they will perhaps leapfrog over staff in that school. That's what happens. That is what happens. But we need to encourage it among schools in general. Because there are, are, like, like in any industry, people move all the time. And you move for whatever reason you might be getting you. For instance, if, if you're working in a company and you don't like it, or if you're not getting on with your manager, you look to move. Mm. That's what happens in a private industry. In the school, but that does here, Here's the issue. You, you get a yeah. job. If you tried this in the public uh, sector, you advertise for a principal. You've got three candidates in the school. You get someone from outside who's, uh, you know, maybe is brought in to shake up the place. Yeah. And they will be torpedoed by the people who feel that job is mine. Yeah, look, that, but that happens in every organisation. But I suppose it's something we need to encourage. I suppose the fundamental point is there are shortages out there. As you mentioned in your introduction, there are students in schools now who who the teachers, they no longer have a teacher for the subject. And it's, it's very common. I suppose it's most common in Dublin, and especially in the suburbs mm-hmm. of Dublin. Um, so what we kind look, look, we need to be honest here. Living in Dublin is more expensive. The cost of living, the rent in Dublin is more expensive. And once you move outside, it reduces a bit. So... A lot of teachers, and we see it every year, my colleagues in Dublin schools, they're always reporting every year an exodus of four or five or six teachers who leave the capital to move home and to move to different parts of the country to save money or or start a new life at home. So we need to encourage, we need to think of ways to encourage uh, people in Dublin. Uh, We need to get more teachers out. So like what I mean by that is we need to get teachers qualified a little bit faster. A couple of years ago, we doubled the length and the cost of the teacher education program. We we brought it into a master's. So it became a two-year master's when it previously Mm -hmm. had been a one-year master's. So so the content, so while the young young teachers, the trainee teachers are getting extra time in school training, which is good, but it just means you're basically, you're, you're moving the training portion to two years instead of one year. And... Um, I feel we can get we 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 can easily move back to a one year masters 
that would then half the cost. It would remove it from fourteen thousand for the two years down to six or seven thousand, depending what it is that yeah. would that would encourage people in. Yeah. Need- Do they need to change though the rules on leave of absence? That you know you you serve your time in a school. If you've got a permanent job, you serve your time for you know five years, and after that you can apply for um, a year or two and and max it out at maybe two years, which. In the private sector, God, you'd never get two years leave of absence and expect to get your job back. Yeah. But and anyway, do we need to change those rules? Yeah, I can see. I can see the logic behind that. At the moment, it's a five-year leave of absence that you can you can apply for. So that's an extraordinary. You have to. Be that's insane. Here, that's an extraordinary length of time. So there definitely can be scope to move that back to something that's like if someone wants to go travel for a year. I don't think anyone should stand in the way of that if you want to move to a different country for a year or two it'd be fine but we can have a conversation about moving it from five years back to maybe three years on you need to be back for the third year because like you mm-hmm. said it's 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 if someone wants a traveling experience in your life or a new uh, experience for a year great let them do that but five years is very long but very few te- I, 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 very few teachers leave for five years come back more often what you have as a teacher might change their career they leave the teaching profession. They take the, They say they're leaving for five years, and then they don't come back again. So most no, they don't come back for five years. They don't bother. They don't. They don't actually come back. All right. Well, look, it's a very interesting topic, and the fact that some students maybe they start uh, their school career in a particular school, hoping to do uh, subjects X, Y, and Z, and then suddenly, because of a shortage of teachers, uh, subject X or Y or Z is pulled out from them, and their aspirations for a particular college degree go out the window too. So they're either to a new school or a grind school. It's not the way to go. Anyway, Eric, thank you very much for joining us. Eric Nelligan, who's a secondary school teacher, assistant principal at St. Munchen's College in Corbally. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.